October 15th, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yesharim as he's dealing with the Bi'ur, the explanation of Chelek or Chelkeha Hasidut, the portions, the ways of Hasidut, piety. Vihine Be'arnu, he writes in this next paragraph, Adhenna, until now we've explained Hasidut, Mashetalui Bama'aseu Ba'ofen Ha'asiya. We've described action and way of action of a Hasid, as he's described and understood it. Let's now explain the mindset, the intention that goes into Hasidut. In Midat Tahara earlier in Perik Tetzayin, Mesilat Yisharim had talked about those famous statements of the Chachamim, of Mitoch Shelo Lishma, Ba Lishma, of Le'olam Ya'asok Adam B'Torah Misvot, Shelo Lishma, Shemitoch Shelo Lishma, Ba Lishma. What's the definition of Shelo Lishma with the wrong intention? What's the definition of Lishma? He had a bit of a novel interpretation. So that's what he's quickly alluding to. But he says, now we're going to go uh, a bit further in terms of what it means to have Kavanat Ma'aseh, what a Kavana of a Hasid should be. And I just mentioned at the onset, his description, his understanding will be quite the goal in the sky. It'll be quite the objective that's far and difficult to achieve. I think at the very least you can read it and be inspired, you know, along the lines of what I've mentioned more than once in Sha'ar Dalid of Nefesh uh, Hayim when he talks about Lishma. And his understanding is even if for a brief moment in your limud you get to actual limud lishma. If you call his limud lishma is l'shem ha-Torah for no purpose other than Torah. Even if for a brief moment you got to that, it's so to speak mitaher your entire limud. It so to speak uh, brings forth a certain purity or a character and nature to your entire limud. I think there's something along those lines over here as well. When a person lives life with an objective, with an ideal, even if all their actions, or most of their actions rather, are not governed by that ideal, if they're driven by that ideal, if that's the objective, if that's what I want to be, if there's even just a brief moment where you do act that way, to a certain extent, it kind of paints and, t- and, and tints appropriately all your other actions. It means that what I've done and what I've attempted to do might not seem in line, but if that's who I state as my objective, as my ideal, and there has been and will be a moment where I'll actually act that way, means the rest can be explained as manifestations of difficult timing, of the hardships of my life. In other words, it's, a, so to speak, the words of Harambam when he describes a person as not being coerced when giving a, a get when they're supposed to. So as Harambam, it's the Yetzer Hara, it's the ways of this world which have, so to speak, overlaid who we truly are there's moments in time where we could let that free. So to learn about ideals that are hard to achieve, to appreciate them is to appreciate who we want to be. And by just even touching upon this from time to time, at specific moments in our life, we do a lot more than we believe. Omnam, he writes, Vadai, shmi shemit kaven ba'avadato letaher nafsho lefne haboro lema'an tiske lashevet et panav bichlal haisharim vahasidim so certainly a person who worships, who does his avodat Hashem with the objective, with the goal of taharat purifying their soul so that they dwell 
in the midst of God, together with, in a certain sense, those who are right and are Hasidim as well. And how he appeals to the words of David HaMelech in Tehillim uh, to see the Noam Hashem, the pleasant ways of God, in his Hechal, to receive the reward of Olam Haba. Uh, this, of course, might seem like the ideal, quite the opposite. This is a person who has such an objective in their Avodah, of Olam Haba, Lahazot Benoam Hashem, Lihiotim Hasidim Bahatehorim. We can't say that it's bad. You can't say that this is the ideal. Because ultimately speaking, that is self-centered. A person is in their objective or mindset to get to Aulam Haba, to get to a feeling uh, spiritually and a connectedness to God. They're still thinking about themselves. Sof Sof Abudato, the Sorech Atzmo. And ultimately speaking, it might be an, a lofty ideal for yourself, but it is for yourself. Instead, he says, that which the Hasidim have toiled and attempted to achieve. Again, listen to those words Mesilat Yisharim is admitting, admitting to us. Now, this is not something which is easily achieved and is not often achieved, what he's about to describe. It's an absolute selfless drive. Adam Oved Rak. The objective, the ideal of such a person who's a true Hasid is being Oved, is their worship of God, their service, which is only for the Gidula uh, of his Kavod, for greatening and strengthening the honor and glory of God. This comes as a result of a true ahava, a connectedness, a mindfulness, a one in which, uh, to the extent that you're mitzta'ir, you almost feel sorrow when you're not able to do this properly. At the very least, the person will be working to achieve this uh, greatness and grandness in God's kavod. And they'll in turn have, you see, Mesilat Yisharim is focusing on all the ancillary, all the consequential things. His description is you're going to be mitzta'er and you're going to be mit'ave. The actual production of this is, is a tall feat. You're furthermore, you're passionate and hoping that other people would be this way because if this is external, if this is not about yourself, you're interested that others join in the mission to give the kavod to God. And you'll in turn be uh, groaning and moaning and sad and sorrowful of the fact that there isn't proper kavod shemaim. And certainly in all the more so that which you are deficient in even if it's accidental or against your will or because of your weakness because of course it's difficult to abstain from sinning at all times and any times as the Pasuk says attest to the fact in Kohelet nobody will ever be sinless 
So effectively then, Mesilat Yisharim Ramchal has set forth for us in this paragraph a vision, a dream, an ideal in which what we're seeking and searching for as uh, on the path of Hasidim is to get to the point where there's a certain and absolute selfless endeavor. I'm looking for Kevot Shamayim and nothing for myself. There is a small difficulty, and first and foremost, he cited a pasuk from Tehillim. He cited the pasuk of Lachazot Benoam Adonai Levakir Behechalo. Those are the words of David Hamelech. They're preceded by Ahachalti Hashem. That's what David Hamelech is seeking. And Ramchal wrote, well, we can't say that's bad, but we won't say that's ideal. That's a quite, the, quite the statement. So David HaMelech's statement, I'm asking for one thing, God, bring me to this. Says Mr. Elisha, listen, not so bad, but you could do better. A little bit of a jarring statement, a little bit of a, a shocking revelation. He's critiquing David with that statement. Furthermore, Misilat Yisharim, the other difficulty with this paragraph is, this whole book began with a statement of what's, what, what are we supposed to be doing, what are we supposed to be mindful of. We need to know, Ma chovato shel adam ba'olamo. Amara mechaber, excuse me, the very beginning, of Mesilat Yesharim, that's the Hakdamat, the very beginning of Mesilat Yesharim, when we talked about Kelal Chovat Adam Be'olamo, Yesod Hasidut, Veshoresh Avodat Mima, Hushit Barer, Vitamet, Etzel Adam, Machovato Be'olamo, Ulamat Sarik Shiyasim, Mabato, Magamato, Bechola Shehu Amal Kol Hayav, we're supposed to initially and first and foremost and throughout our lives have a perspective, a view, and understanding of what our goal is and it's supposed to be an oneg in Hashem, some sort of pleasure spiritually and a connectedness to God, and to derive benefit from the ziv, the splendor of his Shekhinah. But that sounds like the unideal approach. He started the book, Sefer Mesilat Yisharim, by telling us, so to speak, the way of David. That's Chovato Shel Adam Bo'olamo. And now he tells us otherwise. Now he says, well, listen, we can't, can't object to such a person. How do you What's resolve this? What's that? What's David's request? I just want to see the, uh, the pleasant ways of God. I want to just visit Behechalo. He's describing that as a person, as a person who wants the Gemul Asher Ba'olam Haba. What I was thinking was, the ultimate, you want to, of course, improve yourself and, and benefit your, your character traits to be the best you can be. But if that's going to happen as a result of learning Torah and studying Musada, let's say, for example, you could say you have a little bit of a of a of a agenda or intention by getting an end result by studying. So uh, what, what you're suggesting, you Charles? The will of God. So what you're suggesting is something like something like Oseha emet emet Those are the famous words, mm-hmm. right? I'm doing what's true because it's true, the words of Harambam, and I know Sofato Balavo. I I agree with you. I and initially thought to say like you, as a matter of fact, in terms of resolving this. The only difficulty is, unless you're going to say, okay, I'm overreading it, the only difficulty is the book begins with, so to speak, what are you doing here? So wouldn't you, wouldn't you think he would say, you are doing Kivod Hashem here? It's as if, 
it's as if that is the Chava Ba'olamo. So what's he saying again to, uh, as, as a starting point? Is, uh, I don't know starting point. It says, what's your Chava in this world? I'll read you the words. It says, Horunu ha-chachamim zal, ha-adam lo nivra ila lit'aneg al Hashem, lehanot mizviv shekhunato. Shezeu ha-ta'anuk ha-muti, va'idun ha-gadol, and so forth. It might be alternatively, it's along the same lines, but maybe a little bit, uh, a, l- a little bit in a, uh, with an angle on it. It might be alternatively, remember over here what he's describing, he's describing kavana. This is kavanata ma'ase. In other words, in terms of what we're doing and ultimately arriving at, indeed, is lahazot There is going to be a side of personal gain and involvement in this. And you can and should be mindful of that as you do it. But what's the objective as you do so? I'm, I'm taking care of my child, and in the moment as I take care of my child, I'm enjoying it as well. I feel good as a parent. Like I feel good in the relationship. Because God told you to. I'm, I'm involved in giving to another in tzedakah or in gemilut hasadim. What's the mindset of the individual in that moment? I know I'll walk away and all the speeches and Musar classes will tell you you're a better person for doing so. Is that my objective or is that just a derivative? Is that just a, 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 a gain? Again, it's similar to but in that statement, it's almost as if you're not supposed to focus at all, be cognizant of sofa, don't pay any attention. Over here, there is attention to it. I am going to feel this in the moment, but what's my mindset? My mindset is to be selfless. Again, it's, it's what I always remind myself about in the life of Avraham as, as I see it. Every time Avraham is promised um, children and the land, it's right after he's separated from. He's separated from Sarah, and he has this place separated from Lot, he's separated almost from Yitzhak and so forth. Every single time there's a promise, just know, Abraham, you're going to get a lot. It's almost as if God's turning to him and saying, are you really in this for the, for the end game? Are you in this because this feels good for you? Is your gimilut hasadim, the chesed that you involve yourself with others, is it because you feel good, because the camaraderie is positive for you? I know it is, Avraham. I'm well aware that it's going to feel bad as I take Ishmael away from you. I know that these are going to be hard situations as I need to destroy Sidon. But Avraham, as I turn to you, I'm doing this and consistently turning to you and asking you, why are you in this? Are you in this because this is the right thing to do? Because this is Marbeh Kebot Shamayim? Or alternatively, is the derivative is the consequence that it feels good, that it changed you, is that part of your mindset? Because that shouldn't be. That can't be part of your mindset. Again, to ask this of the normal person, myself very much included at the top of the list of normal people, is, is difficult, if not impossible, that we're supposed to live our lives in every action that we do in a selfless fashion, it can be psychologically harming. It can hurt a person if I'm taught and conditioned to never think about myself. At the same time though, in those moments, in those glimpses of ideal existence where I can really extend myself to the other selflessly, not thinking about what I'm going to receive in return, not thinking about the feelings, emotional, psychological, well-being that I'll, as a result, gain. That's when you hit into, that's when you tap into Hasidut. He continues, Mesilati Sharim does, uh, to develop. What does it mean, Kivot it's, it's a word. What does it mean to strive for? So one of the primary visions and vantage points that he'll set forth is Galut. 
he'll envision for us a time of Geulah during which a resettling of a land, of the land, where God's glory will be manifested, will be seen and appreciated by all. And in turn, his vision throughout will be a mindset in Shemirat Torah Misfot, a mindset in relationship with God is to, so to speak, end Galut. Now, no simple feat. We're in the midst of, of, of struggling even during a time when we had somewhat of a kibbutz galiyot. Nobody's going to suggest that it's otherwise. The question really is mindset. Mindset. Why is it that in the Amidah, so to speak, this is the way I internalize it, we're talking about Tishkon Betoch Yerushalayim Irecha. Why is it it's Emach David Abdecha? What is it that we strive and we stress throughout Resim and bringing back Avodah and the Mikdash? It's a description throughout, as I understand it, of Kivod Shemaim, of an ideal perspective of getting out of myself and instead being worried and determined only for the other. But Davar Zehi writes, Be'aruhu betana deve Eliyahu, he cites from the Midrash, Ameru, Kol hakam Yisrael sheyesh bo devar Torah la'amito. Any person, any hakam in Israel who has true Torah, true words of Torah, those are the words, right? You're sighing over the loss of honor and glory to God, the, the lack of appreciation, the, uh, the, the, the dearth of those who are, who are striving to walk on Derech Hashem. He couples that with Kevodan Shel Yisrael. If Yisrael is going to be the Am Segula, if Yisrael is going to be the Or Lagoyim, so in turn, their, their diminution, as they get smaller and weaker, uh, then you, you see in turn the loss of God's glory. And in turn, you're constantly thinking about and sorrowed by the kabod or lack thereof of Yerushalayim and the Mikdash v'la Yeshua and for the redemption that should blossom bekarov lekinus galuyot uliruah hakodesh bidvara excuse me zochel liruah hakodesh bidvarav in turn such an individual merits ruah hakodesh. It's an interesting uh, description of if you're really outside of yourself with regards to vision, perspective, drive for Kevot Shamaim, you'll derive, you'll benefit Ruach HaKodesh. The way I understand that is Ruach HaKodesh is a purity of thought. A purity of thought is generally, if not always, arrived at when a person is unbiased. If I'm thinking about the other, when I'm looking for objective realities and growth outside of myself in turn, I free up my mind. I no longer have these drives which are making me biased. I'll have Ruach HaKodesh. That's how I understand that description. Says Mesilat Yisharim, Nimset Alamed, you learn in turn, Shezoti HaKavana HaMe'ula, you're striving for Ruach HaKodesh. It's about being mit'aneah al kevodo shel Yisrael vekevodo shel HaKadosh. Baruch Hu Shirechoka legamre mikol hana'at asmo. It's distant very much and entirely from any personal, individual pleasure and uh, benefit. Ve'ena ela lekevodo shel makom ulekidush shemo yitbarach hamitkadesh bebriyota b'sha'a she'osim resono ve'azea meru he cites from Zohar, Ezeu Hasid, who's a true Hasid, and of course that's what we're describing here. Hamit Hasid im Kono, it's a person who's Hasid, not with himself, but rather with Kono, with Konesh and with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's his description, that's the way he 
laid this forth for us, Mesilat Yesharim, to truly get out of yourself and focus not on yourself, but rather on Him and on them, is to derive and to bring bring yourself to a level of Hasidut. Vine, he Hasid hazem ilivad ha'avodashu oved ma'asem isfotav ala kavana hazot. Hine vaday sarich sheistair tamid sa'al mamash ala galut ala churban mitzad ma sheze gorem mi'ut kivyakol lechvodo yitparach v'itavel geula lefishibah יהיה עילוי לכבוד שמו יתברך, ומה שאמר תנא דבי אליהו שהבאנו למעלה, ומתאווה ומסר לכבוד ירושלים, והתפלל תמיד על גאולתן של ישראל, והשבת כבוד שמיים לעילוי. Again, he says, this is not only some sort of superficial, abstract, I need כבוד שמיים, you can think about it in the, in the practical. Practical is, Geula, practical is, בניין ירושלים, practical is, כבודן של ישראל, that is, connected at the seam to Kivodo Shel HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You know, in uh, the book Magid Mesharim, which is the, uh, the, the writings of Rabbi Yosef Karo and his conversations with the Magid, with this angelic being that uh, he, would, he conversed with in some way, shape, or form, was published after his death, but we have it today. One of the uh, famous lines that he's repeated more than once is that how he's so elated about the fact that the Magid tells him, it ultimately speaking didn't happen, but that he would die al-Kiddush Hashem. It's uh, for a person who truly lives their life externally. In other words, not thinking about themselves, but searching for, seeking with the perspective and mindset of Kevot Shamayim, you couldn't find a greater, uh, it's scary to say, a greater ending than Kevot Shamayim, than Kiddush Hashem. One of my rabbis, Rabbi Meir Tversky, his brother, Rabbi Moshe Tversky, Hashem Yikom Damo, was uh, killed, uh, butchered, is the way, unfortunately, we say it, in the Harnof massacre some years ago. Uh, that was uh, he was praying Vatikin Minyan in the morning, and some uh, terrorists came in and uh, killed many of the men praying in the Minyan at the time. And I remember when my rabbi spoke about him and he eulogized him. He said it's it's a scary thing to say and it's difficult to say these words to articulate them. He said, but here's a person who lived his whole life l'shem kiddush Hashem. He's a person whose whole life was dictated by what's kivod shamayim, what's kiddush Hashem. What's the right thing, not for myself, not for my own feelings, but for the larger kelal, for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How could you imagine any other death, any other leaving this world, any other end to his life than one of Kiddush Hashem? It's as well, it's Rabbi Akiva's statement to his students, the Gemara and Masech Berachot and Dav Samech, where they ask him, Adkan, you're saying Shema Yisrael in the very last moments of your life? And his response was, Kol Yamai, my entire life I was waiting for this moment. Because each of them, in their own way, are describing the life of a Hasid, as Mesilat Yesharim explains it to us. The life of a Hasid is a person who thinks not about themselves at any point, but rather thinks about Kivot Shamayim. We can, at the very least, have a glimpse of that. We can, at the very least, uh, search for that and seek even moments of inspiration in that respect. To live a life like that, conditioning, training, a certain taharat nefesh to get there. V'im yomar adam continues mesilat yesharim, mi ani uma ani safun she'et palel al ha-galut ve'al Yerushalayim. If a person says to themselves, who am I that I'm going to pray for Galut Yerushalayim? I'm going to pray for the restoration and of the uh, of, of the settlement in Eretz Yisrael in Yerushalayim, the Binyan Bet Hamikdash. Hamipenet vilati yuchunasu hagaluyot v'tzmach Yeshua. Do you think because of my prayer there's going to be kibutz hagaluyot? Teshubasoto besido keotash shaninu lefichach nivra ha'adam yechidi. 
כדי שכל אחד יאמר בשבילי נברא העולם. He cites from the Mishnah in Masechet Sanhedrin, very relevant to this past week's parasha, very relevant to a time period such as ours now. Bishvili Nivraha Adam, why and what lesson can we learn from Adam Harishon being a singular being created without anyone else alive, so that each of us says about ourselves, the world, so to speak, was created for even a single human being. It means my actions can have an impact beyond that which I imagined, or even if they don't, this at the very least is my responsibility. The world was nivra bishvil yachid. The world was, so to speak, brought forth just for me. And secondly, says Mesilat Yesharim, he says, first and foremost, it's your responsibility. There's a reality that's created through your own actions and endeavors, even when it appears as if they had little meaning. Uh, this commentary cites from a Gemara in Masechet Berachot. The Gemara in Masechet Berachot says, And any person who has de'a, who's refined their, themselves and their minds to a certain point of de'a, says Rabbi Al-Azhar, it's as if the Mikdash was built in their day. What's as if the Mikdash was built in their day? He cites in turn from, uh, from Rabbi Tzadok HaKohen, who suggests that when the Hachamim often use that word, Ki'ilu, Ki'ilu is a reference to not in the physical sense, but in the re- realistic sense, uh, it, it is existent, which means to say there might not be a physical Mikdash, but to a certain extent, through your actions, you have built the entity in your life of Mikdash. As description in some respect, that's a lofty idea of our actions having realistic ramifications. And then he continues and he says that uh, not only that, there's a certain nahat ruach lefanav. In other words, even without the your side of responsibility, there's a certain reality which is effective. Even if it doesn't become, a, if it doesn't come to fruition immediately, who rejoices in the fact that everyone did their part. It means to say, you know, there was mention of this yesterday in the Knis, that uh, people uh, feel at this time that they're helpless, that what are they going to do uh, from America to Israel? And the statement was even a, a phone call. A phone call to one person, what's it going to do? But that's your responsibility. If there's a person you know, and there's an effect you can have, you fulfilled your responsibility. That's the statement here in turn. So how are you going to affect Kevot Shamaim as an individual? That's a lofty question. That's a packed question, but it's a question you don't need to deal with because you just need to focus on what's your responsibility. If you envision the world, so to speak, not in an egotistical fashion, but in a responsibility fashion, as if it's for myself, you in turn understand that that sort of question shouldn't be disturbing you as you set forth your mission direction in life. Amen.